Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how are you? Bless my brother. Bless. <laughs> you know what? We have something for everybody tonight. It's a gift. We have a gift tonight, and I'm so excited about our special guest. Yes, yes. And I know, Brian, you've been reading about her. You've seen her on TVN. You've, you've, you've seen the book that she's written, Single Saved and Having Sex, and she's just all over the place. her own streaming face and everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we, when we booked her and we sent out the blitzes, I was getting emails from all over the place, and everybody was just excited. And one thing that, every, that I can say that everybody agreed about, she's raw. She tells, it, she tells it just like it is. And that's something that I think needs to be done a little bit more. A lot of people are not doing it. And she's not afraid to share her testimony. She's not afraid to tell you some of the things that she's gone through. And, and I really believe tonight is going to be a healing process for somebody. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, just with talking with people, um, which I do a whole lot of, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you know, you never really know what they're really going through yeah. and you know the topic that we're going to discuss tonight with her and you know among other topics is you know sexual addiction and just with talking with, uh, with people around town and you know online and so forth you know you find out that there's a lot of people that are going through this and they don't understand you know why can't I do this why can't I do that? You know, can I just do it and then ask God to forgive me, you know? And, you know, they struggle with it because they don't feel like they're hurting anybody or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, so, you know, Brian, another thing, too, one thing that people, uh, I think one of the most, question, most important questions people are asking now is, Lord, why was I created? Why did you create me? I want to know what's my purpose in life. And another question people are asking when they're going through the fire, when they have these dreams and these goals and, they, and they're struggling and they're down in the valley, they're, at, they're also asking the question, God, why me? Why, why are you choosing me to go through rape? Why am I this person that's addicted to, to sex and gambling and, and all these other things and domestic violence and I can't stop? Why is this happening to me? Why can't I break this? So, you know, that's, that's a really good topic for tonight. And tonight's topic is, Lord, why me? Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Lord, why me? Everybody's asking this question. I mean, Brian, you know, everywhere we go in the jails and prisons, that's what the guys are asking. That's what they're asking. You know, so Greg, tonight, even t- at times I've asked that same question to the Lord. <laughs> Lord, why me? You know, why did he choose me to do what I, you know, what I've been doing? Yeah. You know, and so it's not a question that's just, you know, coming out of the uh, the world. You know, it's even coming in, coming out of the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and most people, they don't get, they don't have an answer right now, you know, because I, I think, and I think it's important that, you know, that we talk about that. You know, you're not going to get that answer right away. It's not going to just pop in and you figure it out just like that. Yeah. You know, it's a process. Yeah. It, and, and you know what? What better guest to have on tonight than a guest that we have? She's a nationally acclaimed evangelist, author, playwright, life coach, and founder of Heaven Enterprises. Dr. Ty Adams, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me on this evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. We, I tell you what, Brian and I, we're just excited for having you on. And you know what? There's a lot of women listening tonight. <laughs> and I am exci- I am excited and grateful that they are because this night was destined to happen. Yes. This night was chosen, and uh, God handpicked those who are listening now uh, to receive a blessing tonight. Yes. Because one of the things that I love about God is He'll interrupt the enemy's schedule. Ooh. God will interrupt Satan's schedule. God will break some things up to interrupt the assignment, the attack that the enemy has on your life. Because I, and, and I, I, I know about being in a desolate place where you're feeling like that death trap. And, and so I understand what that feels like. I understand 
um, what the wounds feel like. I, I understand what it what it looks like to preach and shout and have a silent pain internally going on in the inside. And so I mirror the the faces of so many other people who are in that situation, and and, and I'm living proof that God can bring you out of any situation that you're in. Yes, yes. You know, another question uh, someone asked, you know, I'm in the valley. I'm trying everything I can to do right. I try to walk right out. I'm in the church. I'm studying my Bible, but it just seems like the devil is just after me, after me, on me. And it seems like God has turned his face every time I, I, I make I, I make a little bit step forward. It seems like I'm being pulled back three steps. What would you say to someone that feels like, well, actually they've placed time as a factor to on God? What would you say to that person? You know, one of the things that you've got to understand is that God never promised us that we would not have to go through things once we got saved. Uh, for some reason, the church thinks that that's a security blanket or uh, kind of like a guard or a gauge, if you will, to protect us from going through things. But I'm reminded that the Bible says that if we suffer with Christ, we'll reign with him. And sometimes uh, we, we, we think that God is an illegitimate parent who's just allowing suffering to happen to us. You've got to understand that once you become a believer, that Satan uh, is going to do every single thing that he can to get you back once you left him. He's not going to let you go. He's going to be tirelessly, effortlessly trying to get you back. After yeah. you turned your back on him and left you, you've been with him all this time, and you think he's going to leave you at peace. And so often we go through a lot of turmoil and we, we, we feel as if that God is not there. And I'm reminded of, even of Job when he was going through um, his attacks and he was being um, trampled over by the enemy and being crushed and feel like you're being broken. But it's in those broken places that God comes in and be able to come and show you. See, you've got to understand this. People in church, we don't want to go through anything. But the only way that you can even uh, come to experience Jehovah Jireh as a provider if you lack. Yes. The only way that you come to experience God as a healer if you're broken. And those broken places allow God a cavity, an entranceway, a canal to come in and set you free and deliver you out of your situation. Wow. And so you can't lose hope. You can't lose despair in broken places. Yes, you're going to go through some. See, life is, is an array of disappointments. There's suffering. There's pain. There's grief. There's sorrow. But the only way that you can come out of those situations is through and by the power of God. There is no other way to do that. And so the safe haven is the secret place of God. And the problem is, is with church is that we birth illegitimate children that don't understand the process of prayer, that we don't understand the protection of prayer, we don't understand the walls of prayer. And we have, I'm doing a series now called The Prayerless Christian because we only need God when we need him. We only, we, we only want to pray. We only want to go to church. We only want to tithe. We only want to fast. We only want to consecrate when there's a need. And so oftentimes, God will allow things to take place in your life so that you can find him. <laughs> My God. Yes. It, it's, 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 it's a total setup for God to come in and be a part of your life. That is the only reason why he sent his son to the cross. It's so that he can have an exclusive relationship with us. And oftentimes the only time we even develop a relationship is out of brokenness and out of pain. Most of the time, even when you saw when the country was in despair with 9-11, the churches were filled with atheists. It was filled with Christians who didn't even, didn't even have a relationship with God, didn't even have an after prayer life. Because a lot of times suffering don't call you to your knees until you are pushed there, until there's a place of brokenness. And so that is the opportune time where you find out who God really is for yourself. You find out who, who really God is, and not somebody who your pastor preached about, not through a scripture you where you really feel the essence and come to experience God for who he truly is. And then you begin to understand his sovereignty for all the things that you went through. I went through molestation. I went through rapes throughout my entire life, frustrated, mad, angry with God, because I felt he should have protected me. 
If you're this big, bad God that you say you are, why didn't you cover me? But then once you get into the secret place of God, you understand the sovereign place of God. See, the Bible says that God wished that no man would perish. See, God has a hope and a prayer just like you do. And we think that because he is God that uh, for some reason that, um, that he wouldn't allow certain things in the earth. But that God doesn't have authority in the earth unless you give it to him. Mm. And so now God is calling the church back to their knees. We've, we've gone mega. We've got big gods. We, 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 we do all the conferences now. We know how to stream online. We, can, we, we, don't, need, we don't need the little hand fans no more. We, got, we have central air in our churches. Wow. <laughs> We've mega church, but minimize God. My God. We know how to prophesy. We got prosperity now. We don't have small churches no more. But we got a small God. And this is why God is allowing churches to fall. They're allowing pastors to fall because there are some hidden places that's in churches that nobody has been able to see with the physical eye. But there's some internal things that has been going on, some internal bleeding in the church that God is trying to raise us up so he can stop the bleeding. And that's why you're in that place of despair right now. That's why you're broken. And God doesn't respond until you cry. <laughs> God doesn't respond. He, does, he cannot make a move. He's a gentleman. And he can't do anything until you give him authority to do it. And so the question tonight is, if you want to be healed, not if God can heal you, but do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to interrupt you, but I have to give out the information. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Uh, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And our special guest tonight is evangelist Dr. Ty Adams. Dr. Adams, wow. I mean, the information you just gave us was just so, I mean, I'm ready to shout now. <laughs> you know, and Greg will laugh because he knows I'll, I'll I'll mute the phone and shout. <laughs> My God! <laughs> but um, one of the questions I want to ask you, you know, you talked about being uh, a victim that has you know that have been overcome, you know, and I want you to take us through what it's like to hide pain. Mm-hmm. You know what is what is it like to to you know, walk in church and everybody's praising and you're happy and you're clapping and you know you're jumping up and down and you're praising God and on the inside you're just torn apart. Hmm. When I when I when I got saved, um, I was at a place of disparity. I didn't want God. I needed Him, and for years I suffered in sexual turmoil and addiction as a result of being molested as a child. And being molested, you got to understand that when you have sex, your first sexual experience will begin to develop your thought and how you behave sexually until it is broken and another pattern picks up in your life. And so... One of the divine things about God is that he wired us chemically to intertwine and interwoven our spirits and our flesh, our soul, and our body together. And so when you have a sexual experience, you can't separate your spirit from your body. You can't just say, you know what, I'm just going to go sleep with this person and nothing's going, nothing's going to happen. I, there's no repercussions. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm going to lay there and I'm not going to feel. But our bodies were interwoven into our emotions and they connect and they are hardwired through our spirit. So whatever we do with our bodies, our spirit and our soul is affected. It's amazing. There's a chemical in your brain that releases the first time a woman or a man has sex. And what's so amazing about this chemical is that it will remember every detail that took place when you had sex because it's placing an imprint there to remember so it can go back and relive the moment. 
So whatever sexual experience you had, whether it was molestation, whether your virginity was taken at 16 years old, whether you got married at 25 years old and was a virgin and had sex with your husband, whatever you had as your first sexual experience, you went into covenant with that. You married that sexual experience. And the chemical that releases in the brain when you first have sex, again, it remembers that. It's like a computer. It locks in. It stores the smell, the sound, the environment. And it locks itself in chemically in your brain, and it attempts to redevelop that experience over and over and over and over and over. So you go in covenant with that sexual experience. So even if it was bad, even if it was rape, even if you didn't like it, if it, it was painful, you become to love something that was hurting you. You begin to love something that wounds you. Mm. So when I was a child at seven years old, I went into covenant with a sexual experience. And so the only thing that I knew was a man climbing up on top of me, and that became my norm because the chemicals said, that feels good. So it's, it, it, it's a crazy thing because a child doesn't know how to discern sexual pleasure. So it's like the pleasure is there, but why do I feel awkward at the same time? I must invoke that situation on my life because it wouldn't have felt good to me. Oh, my God. Because pleasure doesn't separate itself from pain. Uh, whether the experience was painful or not, it still locks itself in your chemically in your brain, and it tells you that this is the way that sex is always going to be. And if I don't get it this way, I feel like I'm going to die. My, my, my. And so these chemicals released in your body when you first had your first sexual experience. And what it's attempting to do is relive that experience over and over and over again. And that's why you find yourself in somebody else's bed. You don't even want to be there. You find yourself masturbating even, even though you don't want it. You hate it. You feel the shame. You feel the guilt. It's tormenting you. You wake up in the, in the 3 o'clock in the morning, and you don't want to find out yourself, but you, 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 you compel to do it because the sexual experience when you were molested at 7 years old is coming back to relive itself. Uh, so now what you do now is molest your own self through masturbation. Oh, God, I, I, I feel groanings in the earth. I feel y'all listening because I know that there are many of you who struggle with masturbation, who struggle with pornography, who struggle with sleeping with somebody else's husband, and you hate it, but you can't shake it. Uh, it's like a drug. It's addictive. There's a chemical in the brain. It, 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 it releases pleasure even when there's pain. And so now you find yourself in church, serving, you're on the altar guild, you prophesy, you can discern spirits, you're in the choir, <laughs> but in the middle of the night, you masturbate. <laughs> oh, God. You get up and preach sermons on Sunday morning, but you're still affected by an addiction that you can't shake. Uh, isn't it a painful thing when you lift up hands on Sunday morning and you worshiping and crying? And those same hands you masturbated with the night before. Uh, it's a, it's an ugly, it's a wicked, perverse thing. It has you confused. You have, you, you have thoughts of suicide. Because the spirit of masturbation became, came and it was created out of perversion and wickedness. So whatever you operate in sexually, whether it's through God or Satan, you give the owner, the creator of that sexual act, authority over your life. And so even though you shout, even though you go to church, but you masturbate because now you allow Satan to become Lord over your life. It's a terrible thing when sex becomes Lord. <laughs> oh, God, it'll have you sleeping with your pastor. <laughs> Jesus, I feel God. It'll have you struggling. And so now we've come to understand that church service is not enough anymore because you've been going to church all this time and you're still suffering, you're still struggling, you're still addicted, because church was never supposed to fill the void in your life. Uh, it's, I, think, I think what we have now is, is we have, uh, again, illegitimate children. It's as if God is a deadbeat father. 
God. And the only time we want to spend time with him is when it's time for him to pay child support. Oh, we, 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 we love Mother the Church. We spend extra hours there. We are on Wednesday night Bible study. We're there on Sunday mornings. But the Father, we never with him. And so now God is trying to show the church that church is not the Savior. And this is the hour that you got to get to the place where you understand church, going to church is not enough anymore. Singing in the choir is not enough anymore because that's not going to set you free. And so now what we have is a lot of wounded soldiers bleeding on the altar. <laughs> uh, my God. And so if you're listening right now, God has tapped something in your spirit. God has been speaking to you right now because you've been in that place, that place where you struggled. And, 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 and what, was so, what was so amazing about it, what was so amazing about it is that I didn't get my deliverance in church. <laughs> Guess where I got my deliverance from, Brian? I'm guessing. In my living room floor. I was going to say at home. <laughs> I was because say at home. See, church causes you to mask. Oh, we know how to put on lipstick and a shout. We know how to put on a suit and a tie and fabricate worship. We can steal somebody else's tongue and make it look like we delivered. <laughs> and so God's got to come to a place where you can get naked and unashamed, where you can cry and snot in the floor where nobody else don't see it, where you're driving in your car right now listening while you're sitting at your computer, logged on listening to this now. That's where God gets you in those places where you least expect it. Because we've, we've shunned God out of church, and so deliverance can't take place there now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God's got to do, do a revival throughout the church. God's got to come in and do a clean sweep. Because we have a lot of people with blood dripping on them at altars, wounded. Because church didn't deliver them from their addiction. Yes. If you're Ooh, listening, Jesus. if you're just joining us, you just missed a whole lot of blessing, but I know there's more to come. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. If you have a call in question or a comment, our number is 718 508 9600. That's 718. 718- Five zero eight ninety six hundred, and we're going to go to the phones to the seven seven three area code. Caller, are you there? Seven 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 three area code. Caller, are you there? All right. Let's try another caller. Three one seven. Three one seven area code. Caller, are you there? Let's try this again. Hello. Paula, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question for Dr. Adams? Um, yes. Uh, actually, just a comment. This is Nikki again. I called in Monday. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> I'm just enjoying everybody you bringing on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to comment that um, I too used to have a problem with that. Um, I was molested as well, and where I got most of my being ashamed was because it did feel good. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. They want to hide the fact that it did feel good. And that's what I was ashamed of. And and it led me to sleep with this man and that man and every man because that's what I felt that I was supposed to do, just lay on my back. Mm. But I just thank God that he's a deliverer. Yeah. And I thank God that I don't have to wear a mask. There's so many people out here wearing masks. And they're wearing masks in the presence of God. Mm. And it's time for everybody to take off that mask and get real with God. I had to, I, I as well got deliverance at home. I find myself, you know, masturbating, you know, and I'm like, uh-uh. I, you know, and I hated it. I didn't like it. But I was like, Lord, I, I, could have a, I have a problem with this. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. And once I cried out to him in sincerity, and that's when he delivered me from that. So I just thank you that you're just you're you're just basically opening up everything that everybody's keeping in. 
Because mm-hmm. there's nothing new. It says that in the Word of God. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. But it, I'm just glad that you're here and you're just opening up everything. And and people, we as people, God has to get it together. It's time to quit playing. Absolutely. And I was tired of playing. It's time to quit playing. Because what are you getting out of it? Nothing. So that's just that's all I had to say. And I just thank you, woman of God, that you're just opening up these doors. Thank you. And I pray that people out here who are listening, I pray that, you know, that they get some deliverance tonight. So I just God bless you for your testimony. The Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. Amen. And we are living epistles. We are we 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 are living proof mm-hmm. that God can deliver us out of that state. Amen. You know, it's... people are suffering and they think, you know, there's no way that they can get because you've been in it so long, you don't mm-hmm. see no way out. Right. And that's how I felt. I, it even led me to sleep with women. Mm. You know, I'm not ashamed of nothing because <laughs> hey, I'm set free. So it even that even had me sleep with women because I felt like so many men dogged me out. Well, maybe, you know, a woman could satisfy me. Yes. We as women know what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the enemy put in my mind. Well, she know what, you know, you want. So I had started sleeping with women as well. And it's just when you get molested or raped, whatever that whatever spirits is on them come on you. Yes, yes. So that's why people need to open up. Once we open up, you know, open up the enemy. Be like, aha, there you are, that perversion spirit. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Instead of trying to hide it, you know, everybody need to open up and quit being scared. Yeah. Of, their, of what you know of their testimony, what they went through. There's so many people, and there's a lot of people in church. That are ashamed of their testimony. Mm. You're and right. That's, because that's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, most testimony services is that God paid my light bill. We mm-hmm. don't tell the ugly stuff. Right. You know, we don't want to tell the raw things. You mm-hmm. know, those broken places. Mm-hmm. When it's somebody that's sitting next to you in that same situation and needs to be delivered. Mm-hmm. And so, and. We 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 play the great pretend game as if you know we've been sanctified and and ain't made no mistakes our entire life. Mm-hmm. But you know what I love about God is that the Bible says, um, with confession, that the Lord is able to come in and deliver you out of your situation. Yes. The confession we've made confession to be um, uh, like a curse word in church. Right. You know. But confession makes you a conqueror. Mm-hmm. It gives you the it gives God the ability to come in and do what you can't. Mm-hmm. We our responsibility is to do the confessing. God's job is to come in and do the healing and delivering. That's right. And right it's here. just it, it, it's just that simple. That's where the process begins, right there with the confession. My God. And it was until it was until because. I mean, it was amazing how I even fooled myself into believing that I was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I I made myself believe that because I was a Christian now that I was okay. That that gave me liberty to live in sin. That 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 gave me uh, a place to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because I felt as you know that 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 God knows my weaknesses and. And and he knows my struggles, and I played the pity game about the molestation and and being raped as a child. And so you play that little pity game so that you it can excuse you to live in your sorrows and in your wounds. But one thing about wounds is that they'll eat away at you, mm-hmm. and that's why the mask doesn't work anymore because it'll eat away at you, and you can't even fake it no more. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't even fake it. That's right. Mm. Adams, because that'll you know, make you uncomfortable. Yes, Dr. Adams, you know, a, a lot of times we spend so much of our time and so much energy trying to hide the things that we don't want to get out. Yes. But yes. what happens when what we're trying to hide is now exposed? Yep. What do we do? What do you do then when, it, when it's out in the open? What are you going to do? So what would you tell someone that's, that's, that's holding on to that thing that happened to them, that ugly thing that happened to them that's keeping them in bondage right now? How, how do they escape from that? 
the Bible says that that eventually your sin will find you out. It will it will turn on you. It it will it will it will have you behind closed doors and, and and nobody else knows what you're going through. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere it'll expose you. It'll have you it'll have you preaching the gospel and for years sleeping with a man and you and, and you're in homosexuality because your sin will find you out. And it'll wait till you get a grand ministry. It will make it'll wait till you it'll wait till you erect a, a high position because it wants to defame your name. It's gonna turn on you. And so you gotta get to the place. See, the problem is is the church gotta understand the difference between apology and repentance. <laughs> apology is when you get caught and you don't want to suffer the consequences. And you don't want to be exposed because now you got pregnant. Or you didn't get caught up in homosexuality and you don't want your ministry ruined. No, apology is different from repentance. Repentance means to literally turn in the opposite direction. Not do a 360, but do a 180. And go in a total opposite direction. And allow God to undergird your life and begin to govern your life decisions. And so that means that you got to get to the place where the first thing that you do is confess. That you got to come clean. Say God, this is it. You know, I this is who I am. This, this is where I messed up. This is, and 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 literally become naked before God and expose your vulnerability. Yes. Expo- expose the hurt, the broken places, the wounds. See, I I didn't want to deal with the fact of of of, of all the sexual partners I had slept with. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to admit that I was a whore. <laughs> when you got to look yourself in the mirror. And see your own nastiness, woo! It's a devastating thing. Yes. But you gotta confront that demon. You gotta square your square your shoulders and look at that demon and say your time is up. The Bible says in the book, the book of Matthew, it says that the kingdom suffers violence and the violent gotta take it by force. By force. Satan ain't gonna let you just come in church and get your deliverance. He'll let you hide in your wounds. And so you gotta get you gotta get just retarded when it comes to your, to your deliverance. You gotta get, you gotta go cuckoo for cocoa pops. You gotta act like you just stupid with the devil. Mm. See, the devil ain't gonna play with nobody that's crazy. You know, when I was a little kid, the thing is, when you got ready to get into a fight with somebody, you just start swinging and acting like a fool. Yeah. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta come out swinging for your life. You got to come out raging. You got to see the, the one thing about Satan is this: is that he's very calculated. He is he is very patient, and that's why that's why God has been trying to build the fruit of the spirit patience in the body of Christ. See, because the enemy he'll lurk, he'll wait, he'll wait years, and you'll think you're okay, and then he'll let you get married, and then your husband will climb up on you to try and make love to you. And that masturbation demon will come out and just expose itself. But you can't even make love to your own husband. It'll, it'll wait silently and make you think you're okay because you're a Christian now. And so now you've got to get, you, 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 you gotta get unlawful when it comes, unlawful in the spirit realm when it comes to your deliverance. You can't play fair with the devil. Well, you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm in that relationship next week, and you know, um, I'm gonna give it a few more days, and, and then um, I'm gonna I'm 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 take pornography. I'm gonna get the pop-up blockers next week. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the company, and I'm gonna tell them to reset off it. No, today is the day of salvation. Today is that day. Procrastination, the procrastination is equal to vandalism. Mm-hmm. When you procrastinate concerning what it is that you need to actively do to get your deliverance, you literally vandalize in your life. You literally allow the enemy to come in and kick in your doors and spray paint on your walls, cut open couches in your spirit. You are literally vandalizing your life because you're going to have to do the in- inevitable because it's either going to expose you. See, the, one thing is the, the best thing you can do 
is humble yourself because you don't want God to have to humble you. You don't want to have to get exposed. So your best bet is to call on God and say, God, that is me who she talking about. I can't even fake it no more. I can't even cover it up with cosmetic and lipstick no more. I can't even cover it up with a shout and a hallelujah. I can't even, I can't even, I'm blessed and know you're broken. No, tonight is the night that we get real. Tonight is the night of confession. Tonight is the night of salvation. And see, the problem is the enemy is saying the same thing to some of y'all right now. I, can, I, I, I called you out, devil. He'll say, he'll, he'll cause you to think, well, you know, I, I, I confessed before and I, and I said I wouldn't do it again no more, and, 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 and I'm going to wait till I can get it right. <laughs> so he'll, call, he'll, he'll, he'll tell you that you got enough, enough time. That's what he fools the believer into believing, that you got enough time to repent. You don't have enough time to repent. Because your next sleeping partner can contract you with HIV or AIDS. You You don't have no more time to play with the devil. And God is literally right now giving you that chance, that doorway out of your pain. He's giving you that doorway out of your addiction, man of God. He's giving you that doorway out, woman of God. Take the exit route. The next exit is salvation. Come up here. Nuh-uh. Don't detour. No reroute. The next exit is salvation. This one right here. Ain't no, you don't even know. We're not waiting for Sunday to go to the altar. This is the altar right here. Your altar is that computer right there. Your altar is that living room right there that you, that car you're in. That, you make your altar tonight. And you lay everything on the line and say, God, gut it out of me. You got to be like David. See, that, that's what God loved about David. God said, David, David said in Psalms 139, he said, God, search me out and see if I'll cheat on you. Mm. Search me out and see if there's still a whoremonger in me. Search me out and see if I still got that adulterous spirit in me. Search me out, God. Gut me out. See if I'll turn my back on you. Test me. I heard a statement before it says, if you were charged with being a Christian, would the charges stick? If I can prove right now, if you're a Christian, if I can come in your house and look up under your bed, would I find Christianity and purity there? If I go through your Rolodex and your phone and look at your emails over the last week, would I find Christianity there? If I pull up your account and see your last transaction, would I find Christianity there? If you were charged with being a Christian, if somebody said, you know what, we charge you guilty for being a Christian, and they come to your house and kick in the door to find evidence, would there be evidence of Christianity in your house? Or do you just play church on Sunday morning between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m.? There's no such thing as part-time Christians. or There's no such thing of it. Anytime even this country finds counterfeit money, they burn it. So counterfeit's got to be taken through the fire. God's got to strip you of anything that ain't like him. And a lot of times we don't want to go through the refining fire. We don't want to go through that place where God got to strip us. But that's the only place where the true you can come out, where the woman of God that God called you to be, where he intended for your life, a destiny is waiting on you. You ain't got time no more to lay up in somebody else's bed. I know know you got plans to get married on Saturday. You you don't have time to be with a destiny killer no more. Hmm. We got to make a decision. That every drip drop of the blood that was on the cross, that it was worth it. All the suffering that God had to go through to get to the cross. Everything that he would, if nobody else don't do it tonight, I'm making an altar. I'm not making no more excuses for what my mother didn't do, that my father didn't protect me. God, I'm making this issue because whenever you hold people accountable, God can never come in and deliver you. 
because they still got control over the situation. Tonight is the night you take control. No, I ain't blaming daddy no more. I ain't blaming, blaming my uncle who molested me. No, no, I'm taking ownership. And I refuse to let my past dictate my future. I refuse to allow the enemy to paralyze my forward movement in God. I refuse to be a Christian that's still broken. I refuse to have Christianity on the cross, on the top of my forehead, but I'm still addicted and masturbating. I refuse to allow the enemy to hold me captive to my past. And so you got to get violent, concerning. You got to do whatever, by all means, necessary. Pick up and move your job if you're sleeping with your boss. You got to go. That's what call ID is for. I started shutting off my phone. I started removing anything. I started removing secular music, anything that was invoking sexual lust. You got to be willing to die to self. I was listening to this song just about a week ago. I was with my spiritual mom, Dr. Juanita Bynum. And there was a song that was played by David Binion. It said, Today is the day that I say goodbye to me. Because I can't have me and still have God. I can't still be Lord over my life. I still can't govern my life and make the decisions. Today is the day that I say goodbye because I can't hold on to who I am to get all of God. And so you've got to be able to willing to let go things that you don't want to let go. That stuff that's that's hard that you say, oh my God, I gotta let him go. Ugh. I gotta let that. No, I can't. Yeah, that's what God is coming after. That stuff that you don't want to let go. <laughs> and I was just like you, loving something that was killing me. It's time to reverse the chemical processes that took place that violated you. I'm a living witness that it can be done. I'm a living witness that you can live sexually pure. I'm a living witness that you don't have to masturbate. I'm a living witness to that. Because masturbation will eat you up and it'll keep, it, it will master you. 99% of the people who masturbate can't let it go. Because it's addictive. And those of you who are master by masturbation tonight, as God is calling you out, this is the hour that you make that altar and begin to lift up your hands. Those of you who are right now in an adulterous affair, this is the opportunity to come out with your hands up and say, God, arrest me. Take captive of my heart. Undo the junk in me, God. Go back in the corridors where molestation took place at. Go back into the womb of my mother and break the generational curse. I will not be a generation of women who sleep with married men. Tonight is the night that the generational curse breaks. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, that God will be faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't care if you just came out of a hotel this morning. That God is still faithful to pull you out of that situation. And all it does is it takes tonight the confession. That's the first stage, the repentance, to turn away from it. And then you'll begin to see a following, a pattern, that God will begin to reshape your thoughts. It was amazing to me because there was years and years and years of dominance of me in, 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 in toxic relationships. I had to have a man. There was never not a time in my life from the age of 13 years old until I got saved at 23 years, there was never not a time that I didn't have to have a man. I don't care if you're pregnant. Out of will, like you just found out, you just got the results. I don't care. My daughter is 10 years old right now. I, I, I got to a place where I was running from God in church. 
and got caught up and got pregnant. And I remember the day, I remember the day, the very day, Greg, that I was in my basement getting ready to tie my shoes to go and have the abortion. I remember the day. And I said, God, I said, I know I wasn't going to do this again. And, 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 and I, 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 just, I, I just can't do this, God. I, I, I can't. I can't have this baby. This is, I can't do this. I know I was wrong. I shouldn't have been sleeping with him, but I'm not having this baby. I said, you're going to have to forgive me or send me to hell. And I tied my shoes up, and the Lord said, you didn't give life and you can't take it. He said, the problem is you're trying to cover up your sin, but that's my responsibility. I'll cover the sin when you repent. He said, if you make a decision right now in this floor to repent, that not only will I cover and, 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 and deliver you out of your sexual struggles, but I'll be the baby's daddy. Mm. And that day I fell on my floor, and the Lord began to speak to my spirit. My daughter is 10 years old right now. Her name is Heaven, and she was named by her Heavenly Father. God gave me her name right there in the middle of that floor, right the day I was getting ready to go have the abortion. And those of you right now in your broken place, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day that you come out of masturbation. Today is the day you come out of pornography. So with hands lifted up and altars all around the world under the sound of my voice, Father God, we invoke your presence. We know that there's nothing that we could do to even pay you for what you're about to take out of our life. There's nothing we can say. There's not enough tithing. There's not enough shouting. We can't even serve enough in church. The only thing that you want is a repentant heart. And that's the only thing I got to give you tonight, God, is to repent and invite you in my life. Yeah, I've been saved all this time. I'm the pastor's daughter. But tonight is the night I give you my heart. I confess to my sins. I return. I repent away from those things. And I call you into my life, God. I allow you to become ownership, not only Savior, not to just save me from my sins and give me eternal life, but you are allowed to be Lord. And with hands lifted up all over this world, under the sound of my voice, receive your deliverance in the authority of Jesus. Be healed of masturbation. I cancel every generational curse out of your life. I cancel the spirit of rejection and saying, I cancel that suicidal spirit out of your life. In the authority of Jesus, you shall live and declare the works of the Lord. You shall walk in your destiny. And God can raise you up and do the same thing he did. God can still raise up your ministry. God can still give you the business he promised you. God can still give you the husband he promised you. God can still heal your children. just with the confession that you've done. And so I celebrate each and every one of you while you remain there on your altar tonight, while you receive your deliverance. I welcome you to your new life. Glory to God. Yes, yes. Dr. Adams, how much is this about our faith? the things that we're going through, the struggles. How much is this is about our faith? The thing is, is that the Bible says that all we need is a mustard seed faith. We don't even have to believe the rest. You don't even have to believe for tomorrow, and all you needed was tonight to believe just to come out of it. Just that if I confess, that was the mustard seed of faith that you needed. And the, the, the problem is, is that the enemy confuses us to believe, make us believe that our sins are us. <laughs> Tonight, the Lord just delivered you out of your struggle. But if tomorrow you get a thought about masturbation, does that mean that God didn't deliver you? <laughs> See, you got to understand that 
now that you are walking in your deliverance, now that you made your altar tonight, now that you confessed, that you are now walking in deliverance, and now what God is getting ready to do is take you through the process of sanctification, renewing the mind, rejuvenating your spirit, bringing it back to its original place. And the thing is, temptation is allowed to come in order for sanctification to come to happen. Temptation is really your best friend. Tomorrow you may get tempted to go back. See, the temptation is coming to pull the God in you out. Now it's coming to do, it's come, it's, temptation is coming to press up against that lack of control in your life. And so uh, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is trying to work and prove itself in your life. So the testing and trials of your life, they come to bring the God in you out. And so you can't be afraid of temptation. Tomorrow you're going to get tempted to probably go back to masturbation. Yes, it's going to come. God even, God even tested Jesus in the wilderness. When God was getting ready to give him his greatest ministry, he said, you know what, this is my faithful son who I'm well pleased in. And in the next chapter, in the very next verse, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tested. Because God's got to test and prove your destiny to make sure that the enemy can't come back and snatch anything that God gives you. The Bible says in the book of John, it says, Jesus said, the enemy is coming back. He's going to come back tomorrow to tempt you. He gonna come, he's going to try and tempt me to not go to that cross. He said, but when he come this time... <laughs> He's going to find no place in me. Satan is going to tempt you. You'll never be delivered from a ten-letter word called temptation. You're going, to want to, you're going to think about masturbation. You're going to think about adultery. You're going to think about pornography. It's going to test you. Temptation is not you, and you've got to separate that. And so you thought when you were getting the thoughts of lesbianism, well, I must be a lesbian. You've got to separate temptation from who you really are. See, the enemy was sucker punching you. He was punching you into making you think that you were delivered, and that's how he got you caught up because you didn't know how to separate temptation from the real you. And so temptation is going to come tomorrow. It's going to come next week. It's going to come six months from now. Your job is to prepare so that when the temptation comes that you'll, make a, you'll walk away from it. The Bible says in the book of, uh, of 1 Corinthians 10, it says that temptation is going to come, but God is going to ensure that you land to a resting place. And the only way that God can do that is it says in verse 14, in chapter 13, verse 14, it says that if you shun or remove anything that would try to become your God, you've got to make God number one in your life. Prayer is not an option anymore. It's not an option. The book of Job says, I esteem God and his word more than my necessary food. If I don't do anything today, even if I don't eat, I've got to get in my word and I've got to get in the presence of God because that's what's going to equip you when the temptation comes back to make you think that you're still in masturbation. Those thoughts of guilt, those thoughts of shame, it's going to come to make you think that that's you. But you've got to be able to separate temptation from the person that God delivered tonight. And so as over the next couple of weeks, over the next several months, I want each of you under the sound of my voice, I want you to be able to come and log on to my website, and I'm going to walk you through this process of deliverance. I'm going to walk you through this place of healing. Those questions that you have. Tomorrow when you, when you, when you feel unsettled, you ain't feeling safe, you ain't feeling like you delivered. See, salvation is not a feeling. Deliverance is not a feeling. You've got to be able to separate your emotions from what truth is. Yeah. See, emotions are fickle. They're up and down. One day you'll feel saved. One day you want to shout. You'll feel like praying. Next day you don't even want to see God. You've got to be able to separate emotions from what truth is. And the truth is, is you've been delivered and set free tonight. That's what the real truth is. And so I'm here standing alongside you and ensuring that you walk in the victory that God has already laid out for you. I'm here alongside you to ensure that you go and, and walk in your destiny now. Purpose has been waiting on you 
You you you was you you was too too caught up in seeing too long enough because the enemy was trying to get you from this place here. Now doors are getting ready to open up. See, because God couldn't give you the blessing that He wanted to give you because if He would have gave it to you, then Satan would have would He just would have stripped it from you. Hmm. But now that you're on the path of wholeness, now the bless now you're about to see just ridiculous showering of blessings. That day when I got off of my knees, when I when I canceled that abortion, there were some things that just trickulated in my life. I mean, there were some things. It was like a snowball effect. It was like a conveyor of blessings just started just rolling out in my life. And you're getting ready to see that take place in your life. You're getting ready. You're you, you going to have a thought about the molestation, and you won't even see the scars no more. <laughs> my God. That's what wholeness brings about. You can look at the face of the person who molested you and say, God, I bless you today. I'm praying for you. You've been on my spirit. I'm interceding for you for the next 30 days. You'll be able to look back at your past and say, you couldn't hold me. You couldn't hold me, molestation. You couldn't hold me, rape. And you're going to begin to see the victory in your life. You're going to begin to see the manifestation of the works of destiny begin to take place. You're going to see the embryo of destiny get ready to birth. And so if you're ready, let's go. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. I yeah. feel like just doing a cartwheel in the spirit. <laughs> you know, Greg was just saying he couldn't sit no longer. <laughs> you know, My God. We got a few minutes left before the show is uh, over. Just wanted to ask you, you know, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your book, but once you got wrapped up in the spirit, uh, I, yes, I, I did. I, I did touch it. I said, <laughs> "Lord, let your will be done." You know, talk to us a little bit. You know, we got about three minutes left. Talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about your book and some of the things that you uh, that you have coming down the pipe. I've got, of course, single, saved, and having sex uh, is um, available. I, I I deal with every uh, form of sexual addiction. Uh, just about in the book, and I talk about not only really uh, the basis and where the spirit of that perversion came from and how it even operated in your life, but actually how to walk in sexual purity and away from that and to maintain a lifestyle of sexual purity. And then my next book, I do, is coming out next month, and I deal with uh, relationships from waiting, dating, engagement, and even married. Uh, life and and I, I deal with every facet of relationships so that we can begin to walk in God's best concern in our relationships. And of course, I'm on streaming faith every single day, 24 hours a day. Um, authentic ministry with Dr. Tyner at the radio tab. You'll be able to find me every single day. You can listen to me on your job. You can get. I'm going to be there to equip you in your walk in this destiny that God has called for your life. And so you can log on to my website at tyadams.org. It's tyadams.org. And I answer all of my emails. I pray over every prayer request that comes through. So I'm looking for your testimonies. I'm looking to see what God is doing new in your life. My God. Dr. Adams, we thank you so much for coming on the Abundant Solutions Hour. And let me tell you, you have blessed so many people. So many people that before this show started tonight, they didn't have a clue. They didn't know why they were going to log on and listen. But God did. And we thank you. I mean, I can't say it enough. We just thank you. We thank you so much for coming on. Brian, are you there? We'll, we'll definitely have to have you come back on the show and, and bless us again. You know, I'm, I would love to. You know, we don't have Bible study till Thursday at my church, but I feel like I've been to Bible study tonight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Look, I'm, I, was, I might pass the offering plate around to my kids. Hey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But you know, well, I love to come back anytime. Yeah, again, Dr. Adams, we thank you so much. We thank you. Yeah. Our goal, the Abundant Solution Hours, is to be more, do more, and have more. My God, it was declared tonight. It was spoken tonight that that's what's going to happen with each of the listeners. That's what's going to happen in your life if you believe, if you fight back and don't sit there and take what the enemy is giving you. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hours, and we thank you so much, and we look forward 
to our next show on Friday where our special guest will be recording artist Javis. Brian, did you have anything? I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> Until Again, Friday. Thank you for coming on. We bless yes. your name. You know, we we bless we we thank God for you. Wow. Thank you. We thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>